0: Speak to.
2: They are who we thought they were.
3: And we let them out the well, way. I get out of hand, just just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter to the west right tight. F left, 372 Y stick, C spot.
1: The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt.
0: Well, how am i am going to go to college? I'll just play football.
4: Yes, Lord. Here we go. Man, it feels good to be back on the air with you, back on the radio. How y'all doing on this Monday? Monday, Monday. So good to me. Monday! I love Mondays. As far as I'm concerned, Monday is the best day of the week. I hoped it would be. That's because everything's in front of you.
3: morning. Monday
2: morning couldn't guarantee. Come on, sing along! That Monday, you would still All
4: right, Monday show in the Farm Bureau studio. I'm here, I'm Matt. Beaver is here, Monday that's super important, Monday, y'all. The show didn't happen without him. He's driving this bus. Where the, a bus doesn't get anywhere. Without the bus driver, that's Beaver. He's going to get you home safely in your driveway in a couple of hours from right now. And uh, in between, what's really most important is you are here and you are listening. And I appreciate that. And there's lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. So if you're unfamiliar, let me count the ways. Text me on the country, please, and text lines. You like that, Pause? <laughs> Text me on the country-pleasing text line at 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Uh, call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, 995-1059. That's a 601 number as well, 995-1059. Got a, a fun show lined up. There are a lot of teams to get into here on this countdown of 100 teams in 100 days because... Today is 82, all right? We're 82 days from September the 5th. Fingers crossed we're playing football on September 5th. But we're 82, so we got Team 82. But yesterday on Sunday was 83. Two days ago on Saturday it was 84. So we got three teams, number 84, number 83, and number 82, that are all going to be sprinkled in throughout today's show on the countdown of 100 teams presented by Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty. So that's all coming your way. Uh, throughout the show as well, uh, some folks to talk to here on the show. First, though, I just want to say hi to Beaver. Hey, Beaver, you jank hole. How are you? Whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. That's how we're starting a Monday?
4: <laughs> I couldn't help it. I was just thinking about the fact that you busted that word out on Friday's show, and I cannot get it out of my head <laughs> i
2: feel like i've done something
4: then no look it's it's basically um you know like buddies calling each other a bad word or something like that that's all that is i just wanted to use it (laughs) to get a reaction out of you because you're the one who said it i honestly had never heard that word before when you said it on friday on this show and it was fantastic out of nowhere I liked it. Um a couple of things here. Let me let me get it in for you here right off the top of the show the country Pleasing and text line 885 ESPN. You probably saw um you know a couple of weeks ago I guess you had the report that old miss had a player or two or a staff member and a player that came back test positive asymptomatic for the coronavirus. Last week, it was four Mississippi State players. You had five at Alabama. You had, you know, you just, you're going to see it everywhere, pretty much. Uh, they're going to have it. Um, I saw over the weekend where University of Houston had multiple players who tested positive for the coronavirus who were symptomatic. They were not asymptomatic. They were symptomatic. And so University of Houston shut down their um, program. This voluntary program that they're trying to, I mean, basically I say shut down. I mean, they they paused it. They didn't cancel it, but they they paused it. So there's a lot of that out there. And somebody texted us just a minute ago right here at the top of the show. And Beaver, I don't know if you can see that over there. There's a number. I think I may have accidentally deleted it. I punched that number in again for you. It was deleted on mine, so I don't know if you were able to see it or not. Um, University of West Florida. Let's see. There's a game that's been yanked off their schedule because of this pandemic. Now, I don't think it's related to, at that level, I don't think it's related to positive tests. I think it's something else, but yeah, there you go. Uh, Thanks for that link. I'm not sure who sent it, but I appreciate it. Mailman, Squez, getting to all your um, texts coming up. Uh, I want to talk about that throughout today's show. You're starting to see that happen. Uh, there was even a tweet just a little while ago about the Dallas Cowboys. Let's see who was that. From Bleacher Report, Ezekiel Elliott, one of several Cowboys players, tested positive for the coronavirus. Yeah, so there's plenty to get into. And you got some breaking news on that front. But first, we're going to start today off, talk about that, And just football and life and food and starful and things and such. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The autumn
0: wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea with a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously.
4: Boy, a great use of the English language there. The words swaggering and boisterously used back-to-back. Mike Leach is the head coach of Mississippi State, and he's on your radio right now on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Coach Leach, I really do appreciate a little time with you here on a uh, Monday. I know you got your feet planted on uh, Starkville soil. How you liking Starkville so far? Beaver, we got him? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now, Coach. I was just saying that um, you I know you're in Starkville, and I'm wondering how you're liking Starkville so far.
1: Good, except for uh, we can't work with our players very much, but Starkville's fantastic, and hit uh, a few restaurants, you know, and um uh, have able, been able to you know, talk to a couple guys individually, but we're still in the mode of, uh, of uh, meeting on the Internet and, uh, and again, dreaming of that day when we could actually coach our players. You
4: know, and, you know, and Coach, I saw, I think, uh, you know, whenever the time was, a couple weeks ago, where that NCAA committee voted that there's going to be, at least for now, this allowable uh, walk-through practice time in July. Um i thought that you know as a as a player i would think your players are going to really like that getting to have some team activity what was your reaction when that decision came down
1: well they've been really excited about anything that uh, they've been allowed to do particularly anything together mm-hmm. uh, so they can voluntarily work out together in small groups and they're um, excited about that, and of course, the walkthroughs would be very necessary uh, as far as teaching uh, what we want them to do, and then um, uh, you know, anything. I mean, part of football is this whole uh, team sport thing, and everybody doing things together. So, um, yeah, we're excited about that, and definitely looking forward to that.
4: Mike Leach on your radio right now. You know, uh, it. it It goes without saying, nobody's ever experienced anything quite like this. The voluntary workouts as well, um, What from your vantage point, I know you're not coaching them, you're not allowed to, but just from your vantage point, Coach, can you kind of educate us on what those things are looking like right now with some players coming in and just doing things on their own?
1: Well, they come in, they take their temperature, they're not allowed to do anything until they take their temperature, and then... Um, they're split up into uh, a bunch of tentative groups so that, uh, you know, the weight room uh, <clears throat> or the field, you know, the weight room where they lift and the field where they run um, don't have too many people involved.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, I, that's the thing, too. Um, am I right, Coach, that, uh, you know, there's there has to be a ton of conversations happening with you and staff and the athletic department officials, and SEC people trying to figure out, even when you get to the walkthrough portion of practice in July, exactly how are we going to do this? How is everybody going to handle the football? Do we have to sanitize that thing? Am I going too far, or is that kind of stuff y'all are having to talk about?
1: Yeah, there is, and then there's a lot of speculation to it because the thing is, um, regardless of what side of the coin you're on, um, you know, I get a kick out of this. Everybody talks about <clears throat> science, 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 you know, science, And re- but regardless of what side you're on, um, it's indisputable. They've contradicted themselves, uh, you know, at least 10 times a variety of directions. So,
4: right.
1: you know, <clears throat> uh, everybody's just sitting here waiting it out, trying to be, um, as safe as they can with what they know.
4: Mm-hmm. When, um, when you have a chance to, you know, meet electronically, I guess, digitally with, um, players and staff, what's kind of been your message to them in this time? What are you telling them to do?
1: Uh, you know, stay prepared. I mean, at some point this thing will be, I think it'll be over quite suddenly, uh, As people kind of get on the same page, but uh, uh, and and some of the contradictions are sorted out, uh, and then the the most important thing is stay ready. You know, we try to stay informed as far as how um, everybody can be as safe as they can, but also stay ready.
4: Sure, Mike Leach on your radio right now, head football coach Mississippi State. Um, obviously, coach, everybody wants full stadiums, fans be able to come. And we may have that. We just don't know. As it pertains, though, to this possibility that fans could be there in limited numbers and spread out and that kind of thing, um, as a coach, what do you think that's going to be like? What do you think, you know, how how that might change the game itself? What do you think?
1: I think that it would uh, – well, I think that, that obviously there would be less noise I think uh, um, it would hurt the fan experience. I think there's a point to where uh, the teams would lock in and just play each other, you know, just compete like they do in practice and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just have to sort out what people are going to be able to do and what they're not. But um, And like I say, right now the information's all over the place. So, yeah. Um, you know, we, we need to, to try to get a consensus opinion on uh, what's allowable and what's not. And, and you know, the f- most frustrating thing to me is, uh, is everything's all over the place.
3: Sure.
4: What about a guy like KJ Costello who has to be chomping at the bit to, you know, get the throw, <laughs> you know, go through the route tree, throw it around with a teammate or two, uh, kind of begin to take command? Um, are you in regular communication with him at this point? Or are we still waiting on that?
1: No, I'm in regular communication. He's in Starkville, and uh, he's doing what he can. It's all voluntary, though, so we can't
4: yeah.
1: organize it. But he's doing what he can and getting to know the players, and I, which I think is very important and uh, a big step. And so, I, you know, that part I think has gone pretty well.
4: Good. Mike Leach on your radio right now, head coach, Mississippi State. Speaking of being in Starkville, Coach, I saw your tweet with the picture that you were eating some crawfish. I think it was Rosie Babies there in
1: Starkville. Yeah, uh, Rosie Babies. Yeah, it was very good.
4: You a big crawfish guy?
1: I am, actually. I uh, Way back when, uh, when I first said crawfish, I was in L.A., mm-hmm. Going to law school, and some place just had it, some cage place or whatever. I liked it then. And then I got my master's in Daphne, Alabama, so I'd eat it as often as I could there. But yeah, it was good.
4: Yeah. Um, I was at a high school coaching gathering. It was actually a golf tournament several years ago, Coach. And I saw a Mississippi high school coach that had a double barrel approach to eating crawfish. He had three plates. One under his left hand piled high with crawfish, another under his right hand piled high with crawfish, and then in the middle was an empty plate. And what he was doing is one hand at a time bringing crawfish to his mouth. He could peel the crawfish in the process with his right hand of feeding it into his mouth. As he pulled away the shell with the right hand to throw it away on the plate in the middle he was then putting the other crawfish in his mouth with his left hand. It was just one hand after the other. I'd never seen anything quite like it. If you hang out long enough around here, somebody's going to teach you a new way to eat that stuff.
1: I'd like to see that. That'd be a lot of dexterity there. The guy'd probably be a pretty good, uh, pretty good receiver, but that would be (laughs) impressive to see because, you know, uh, I mean, and I think everybody works on their uh, technique to peel those suckers quicker, but, um, um and you know, and it's like uh, yeah, you get the rhythm, you go fast uh, <laughs> even, even with the same flat crawfish, you'll get to where you're faster, then there'll be a lull and then um you know, if you have too many of them, then sometimes I have to shift them to the other side so that I use the other hand more
4: right
1: uh, rather than wear out the one hand.
4: yeah, if you're eating crawfish, you're not necessarily committed to being. Clean at that particular moment, are you? It's not about keeping your Well, you're
1: clean. you're not gonna be. I mean you're <laughs> definitely not gonna be.
4: That's right. Uh we had to to keep that theme going, because we had the discussion last week on this show my um, producer and I, Beaver and I, we kind of leaned towards, we felt like it was a lot of work for a little bit of uh meat and that it was better when somebody just prepared it for you. Where do you fall on that?
1: Uh, I, well, I like somebody else to prepare it for me for sure. I think it, and it definitely has a sunflower seed quality to it, but it's still worth it. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a little longer meal, but it's, uh, it's definitely worth it as far as, uh, uh, you know, and it's not just the meal, it's the experience, uh, as well. Um, although you can fill up on crawfish and I certainly did. Um, But in between, as you have the intermissions, you have the corn and the potatoes and uh, maybe a chunk of sausage or something.
4: Right. Mike Leach on your radio right now. Coach, got just a couple minutes left. I wanted to ask you, there have been a lot of questions, even on this show from listeners and, and conversation about the speed at which you expect your offense to pick up the offense and be able to master it enough to go play. You know, in other words, like how long does it take to for the Mike Leach air raid offense to, to grow into form when you can actually put it on the field? Is there going to be time for that between now and September? Well,
1: you know, you just got to make time. I mean, it, it's hard because everybody's got whatever amount of time they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you use that time as fully as you can. And so then... Um, <clears throat> your decisions have to be what's the best way to drill it in limited time and uh, and then also too you have to edit some things you have to um, simplify some things because you're only as good as uh, <clears throat> what you can execute full speed but uh, you know you got to utilize the time the best you can and it'll be sort of a cram session no doubt sure
4: and does that does that benefit A guy like Costello, who you you know, not only has the wherewithal, has you know, had different calls to make over the course of his career, has learned a lot of different stuff, but is older. He's just older. Experience meaning so much. Does that benefit him that he could learn it in a short time?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think, and I think that's uh, one of the biggest things uh, experience brings Hmm. is the adaptability to the life situations out there in the field. you know, anybody that's even got a chance to play quarterback has to be able to know the plays, draw them up. But that's different than um, executing them under live fire. And I think that uh, <clears throat> experience doing that's definitely beneficial, and it's also uh, hard for somebody to overcome if they want to take the position from you. But I think it'll be a battle because um, we have some talented guys.
4: Coach, I really do appreciate some time on a Monday starting us off. Uh, thank you very much, and look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you.
1: Oh, absolutely. Great talking to you.
4: You too. Have a good one.
1: All that's, right. You too.
4: That's Coach Mike Leach, head football coach, Mississippi State, um, starting us off. First thing first thing out of the shoots here in this uh, middle of June, talking to the head coach at State, and look, you know, You hear what he said right there about experience? I forget the coach that actually said it um, many, many years ago about experience is the one thing that you can't speed up, you know. And and I think that's one of the reasons it's so valuable. And y'all know this. It's come up on this show. It also is something that I've been asked about when I've done interviews on other shows since Mike Leach has been hired, since the spring got cut short. or or cut out completely, and then, you know, potentially fall camp getting cut short. All those questions came up about, hey, you got a new coach with a brand-new offensive system. Can they install that in time and actually be able to run it by the first game? And for all the things of, you know, in the past, the offense has been easy to learn, and past players that played under Mike Leach said, yeah, you know, uh, it's not something that's terribly complicated to learn. The experience potentially at quarterback – with Costello, this senior transfer coming in, that experience factor, I experienced it. It's so much different when you're a senior versus a freshman. I think that could be really big for this team, especially if he stays healthy. All right, your texts, your calls coming up. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. Talk to there's a, a southeastern conference head coach, first thing on this Monday, June 15th, right out of the gates with Mike Leach, and there's still just tons and tons of unknowns, right? Like so, I'm not gonna sit here and just go on repeat, running this record back and repeating the same thing over and over again about how unknown everything is, but it's just a, it's a quick reminder on that. I still fully believe you're gonna have football. I still fully believe that. of the uh, colleges and universities out there are financially dependent on football being played this fall on time with some people there. So I believe all that's going to happen. It's just as of right now, it's baby steps, man. Baby steps, voluntary workouts. What happened when we had voluntary workouts? Some people came back and tested positive. You bet. Asymptomatic. One school had some symptomatic. Some schools keep it on going, some not. They're working on contingency plans, all this. NCAA approves the walk-through practice, um, whatever you want to call it. It's gonna allow them to, to start that in July and they'll do it. It's just go ahead, look. Maybe we are becoming a little desensitized, but think about it. A month ago, if you heard test positive, what'd you picture? Ventilators, dead. I hate to be obtuse, but that's what went across your brain. Now you hear test positive. You don't necessarily think the same thing about it. Now you want more details on this positive test and all that. So still in the world of college football, baby steps. Just like I read at Ohio State, players and their families are having to come back and, and sign some type of waiver when they get back. You know, participation waiver or something. Yeah, I mean, so is what it is. All right. Hey to everybody watching on the Facebook live stream, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Um, Hi to everybody there, David and Joy, my mother-in-law, Debbie and John and Myron, Grady and Gail. Hey to all y'all. Thanks for your comments. I'm glad you enjoyed the Mike Leach interview. More on that in a bit. Over here on the uh, Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It is the best. I even cooked some sausage yesterday for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) True story. You can eat it around the clock. Not just breakfast. Country Pleasing text line, 885 ESPN, the mailman in Jackson. Beaver, I called you the uh, bus driver. And he says it's more like Beaver's driving a crazy train. Now, what does that mean? Who's he calling crazy? All y'all. Exactly. You, Chris. Jake. All y'all. That's another one of my favorites. All 'all. (laughs) (laughs) y'all. He's calling all y'all crazy. So we get it, mailman. Yeah, that's fine. Crazy train. Isn't that the name of the song that was Chipper Jones' walk-up music throughout his major league career with the Braves? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Show me. Squez. How do you get the name Squez? Squez says, maybe that's how he got it. He says, somebody needs to give Leach a cough button. Oh, man, it's just part of who he is. Well, here's one thing I like about Coach Leach. Fearless. (laughs) No fear. Number two, totally genuine as to who he is all the time. Never putting on airs. I think it's one of the reasons you always tune into a Mike Leach interview. You just don't know he, because if he thinks it, he if that's the way he thinks about it, he's just gonna tell you. And if he needs to cough, <clears throat> he's just gonna cough. Maybe we ought to be, all ought to be that way. Anthony from Tupelo says um, that coach with the crawfish had to be Ben Ashley. Nope, it was not Ben. It was. Um, I am totally drawing a blank on the guy's name. I can picture him right here. Anyway, I'll come up with the name. I'll tell you who it was. Yeah. I'll tell you who it was. It was Jamie Mitchell. That I couldn't think of it a minute ago. Jamie Mitchell, back when he was a coach at Starkville. Sure did. Had three plates. Crawfish under one hand, crawfish under the other. Clean plate in the middle. One hand he's eating, and while he's taking that hand away, here comes the other hand. And, and, and it was like a three-plate operation. Hand to mouth, right, left, right, left, and the shells went on the empty plate in the middle. Never seen anything like it in my life. Putting it away. It was awesome. And uh, Bully Bill said, country pleasing and corn and potatoes for the win. Yes! Come on with it. Country pleasing and corn and potatoes with crawfish. Now we're talking. Now we're getting plenty of reward for the effort. Because I'm, I'm kind of in that camp with, <laughs> with Beaver, to be honest with you. All right, uh, here right, we're going to do this quite often throughout today's show because we have three teams to get in on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. So right now, let's do the first one. This will be team number 84 out of 100 teams on our countdown. Let's go. It's the final countdown. 100 teams,
0: 100 days.
2: The Countdown is presented by Matt Anderson Properties, a member of National Land Realty. Call Matt Anderson at 408-5155. That's 408-5155. That's
4: right, The Countdown, 100 teams in 100 days, brought to you by Matt Anderson with National Land Realty. can help you buy or sell that piece of property. With uh, the Land 360-degree interactive touring, you can view a property without ever going there. You never set foot on it. You still see the whole thing in 360. And if you're selling your property, he can get you comprehensive internet traffic reports for your listing. Call Matt Anderson, 408-5155, 408-5155. Team number 84 in the countdown is Coastal Carolina. Thumbs up or thumbs down on the Coastal Carolina Fight Song. All right, they are the Chanticleers. I kind of like the fight song. All right, so uh, it's the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. What is a Chanticleer? What is a Chanticleer? Here's what it says on their website. The number one question asked of those associated with Coastal Carolina, what's a Chanticleer? The second most asked question is, how do you pronounce the name? Well, here it is. The proper pronunciation is Chanticleer. Y'all, I am from L.A., Not out west. No, lower Alabama. I have a hard time saying Chanticleer. It doesn't feel right to me. I feel a little weird when I say Chanticleer. But that's what they are, the Chanticleers, and I've been saying Chanticleers now for uh, a little while. Let's see. Chanticleer comes from Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. Anybody ever read that? Put your hands down. More specifically, he comes from the nun's priest tale, a story within Canterbury Tales. Chanticleer is a proud and fierce rooster who dominates the barnyard. For the best description of Chanticleer, go to Chaucer's words. "...for crowing there was not his equal in all the land. His voice was merrier than the merry organ that plays in church, and his crowing from his resting place was more trustworthy than a clock. His comb was redder than fine coral and turreted like a castle wall. His bill was black and shone like a jet and his legs and toes were like azure. His, what? his nails were whiter than the lily and his feathers were like burnished gold. <laughs> I just read it. That's what a Shanta Clear is. Now, here's it. I'm not going through their football team. Here's what you need to know. David Bennett was the head coach of the Coastal Carolina football program when they launched it back in, like, 2001, when they became a program for the first time ever. He did a pretty doggone good job there, had a big old winning record in his time there, but then... He gave this speech in two thousand and eight. Trying to get our two
0: boys ready to carry them to the golf tournament for practice, right? Twelve cats live across the road. Our doors open. Screen's broke. We need to get a new screen door, but the screen's broke. So you can come in through the screen, but you can't get back out of it. I turn and look, there's a little kitty cat in our in our kitchen. So I said, what are you doing in here, little kitty cat? By that time, eh, the cat turns, tries to get back out, that screen won't go that way. Cat starts going, meow, meow, all crazy. And I told our players, we need more dogs. Bo's barking in the back, I have to go shut Bo up. Mel's like, what's going on? I said, "It's a cat in the house. Cat in the house? I said, yeah, there's a cat in the house. So I told our players, I tried to let it out the front door, meow, meow, the cat's still going crazy in there. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs.
4: (laughs) Oh, it is absolutely fantastic. His name is David Bennett. He is no longer coaching in college football. The year – at the end of the year, after he gave that speech, they fired him. But he was the head coach 03, 04, 05, 06, 07, 08, 09, 10, and 11, okay, at Coastal Carolina. Went 63 and 39 as the coach at a brand new team. He was the coach when they started the whole thing. Did a good job, but he's remembered for that speech. We don't need no cats. Be a dog. (laughs) That's number 84 on the countdown, presented by Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty. Show continues next. Stick around. a lot. Mike Leach loves crawfish. Even though uh, coaching staff is in Starkville, the meetings and stuff are still being done digitally. They're not getting together in the same room, having meetings and all that kind of stuff. We're reminded by one of the great speeches in college football history from David Bennett. We need more dogs. Mel's like, what's going on? I said, it's a cat in the house. Cat in the house? I said, yeah, there's a cat
0: in the house. So I told our players, I tried to let it out the front door. The cat's still going crazy in there. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here looking in the mirror. I look good. I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no
4: meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. Bully Bill on the Country Pleasing text line says, I have a friend that can debone a chicken wing completely with one hand. Really? Bully Bill, please, I want to see it with video. Please get me video of that. Mailman in Jackson says, I had jalapeno and cheddar Country Pleasing on a bun for breakfast this morning. Make your tongue slap your hat off. Yes! D Manning just gave us a thumbs down. Beaver. What do you think his thumbs down was? Just like to the whole show today, period, or what?
2: Earlier, you asked for Coastal Carolina's theme song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thumbs up or thumb down? Mm. I think that's what he was that's responding it. to. Okay, the fight not a song.
4: Fan. Okay, not a fan of the fight song. It was a little muddy. Like the song's a little muddy. It could have just been the performance of it. Not real clean, but that's uh, okay. That's all right. I mean, what do we expect? It's the Chanticleers. Clears. Team number eighty-four. Who do they play this year? Oh, how about this? Coastal Carolina begins the year at South Carolina, September fifth. Eighty-two days from right now. I got to go back to that speech. So David Bennett. We don't. We don't need no meow cats. We need more dogs. David Bennett was the head coach at Coastal Carolina when he did that. They're in the Sun Belt Conference, by the way. They go at South Carolina, at Eastern Michigan. Duquesne. Look how about this? Coastal Carolina gonna host Les Miles and Kansas this year in week four. And then they jump into um Sunbelt Conference Play. Arkansas State, Louisiana, Georgia Southern. I like to say Louisiana. I know it's Louisiana. Y'all stay off of me. Georgia Southern, Georgia State, South Alabama, Troy, App State, Texas State. That's what it looks like. David Bennett has uh, his speech. We need more dogs. Mike Leach has this one from way back 20 years ago at Texas Tech.
3: As coaches, we failed to get through to them. As as coaches, we failed uh, to make our coaching points and our points more compelling than their fat little girlfriends. Now, their fat little girlfriends have some obvious advantages. For one thing, their fat little girlfriends are telling them what they want to hear, which is how great you are and how how easy it's going to be and how, you know, uh you know we had, we you know we had a whole bunch of people everybody wanted to win the football game but nobody wanted to play the football game well i, I mean that defies every level of uh work ethic that exists with regard to football and uh as coaches we have to solve our failure on uh, on reaching him and uh the players have to listen and i i'm willing to go to uh fairly amazing lengths to try to make that happen i don't know if i'll be successful this week or not but But, you know, I am going to try, and there will be some people inconvenienced. uh, And if it happens to be their fat little girlfriends, too bad.
4: (laughs) The finish is the best thing on there. There are going to be some people inconvenienced. And if it happens to be their fat little girlfriends, then too bad. Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State. If you want to go
2: after an athlete, one of my athletes, you go after one that doesn't do the right things. You don't downgrade him because he does everything right and may not play as well on Saturday. And you let us make that decision. That's why I don't read the newspaper. Because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Attacking an amateur athlete for doing everything right. And then you want to write articles about guys that don't do things right and downgrade them, the ones that do make plays. Are you kidding me? Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a a kid. Write something about me or our coaches. Go write about a kid that does everything right, that's hearts broken, and then say that the coaches said he was scared. That ain't true. And then to say that we made that decision because Donovan Woods, because he threatened to transfer, that's not true. So get your facts straight. And I hope someday you have a child and somebody be downgrades him and belittles them, and you have to look him in the eye and say, you know what, it's okay.
4: Mike Gundy. I'm a man. I'm 40. He said, well, what is, what, where have we come to in society? Well, I'll tell you where we are now, Coach Gundy. We're, we're now in a place where nobody even cares what anybody writes in the newspaper. <laughs> Unlike 10 years ago, apparently. <laughs> where according to you it was a big deal. What is he 50 now? Look, if he's not 50 yet, somebody tell Mike Gundy we need a good speech when he's 50, please. That's exactly what we're going to need. Let's continue the countdown 100 teams in 100 days.
0: Let's do 100 teams, 100, 100
2: days. The countdown is presented by Matt Anderson Properties. A member of National Land Realty. Call Matt Anderson at 408-5155. That's 408-5155. All
4: right, so that we had 84 earlier. Now we got team number 83 from Conference USA, the Marshall Thundering Herd. All right, what do you think? That's the Marshall uh, fight song. They are the Thundering Herd. The Thundering Herd is American folklore, as old as the buffalo that roamed the Western Plains. Now, here's the thing about that. Marshall is in Huntington, West Virginia. But All right, so it's like you know, this is on their official website, Marshall, the thundering herd, of American folklore, like the buffalo that roamed the western plains. Yet we here at Marshall are in West Virginia. But it doesn't necessarily have to be related, right? Tuscaloosa, Alabama, elephant. Auburn, Alabama, tiger doesn't happen naturally, does it? Mm-mm. Ole Miss? Shark. Mm-mm. I mean, you get what I'm saying, so did doesn't have to be. Let's uh, just say here, Thundering Herd has long been recognized by sports enthusiasts of one of the great distinctive nicknames in college athletics. <sighs> Come on, Marshall. But on several occasions throughout Marshall's history, other nicknames have been suggested and on occasion been hung on the school. The first nickname of record is Indians, a moniker bestowed upon the pre-1900 athletic teams. By 1910, sparked by the color of team uniforms, Big Green began to be used in reference to Marshall. Uh, Then they said that's boring and got criticized. They looked for a replacement and then in the 1920s, they became the Thundering Herd. There you go. It is. All right. Um, Marshall is not on Southern Miss's schedule this year in Conference USA. They're going to start the year at East Carolina. They host Pitt, go to Ohio, host Boise, then jump into CUSA. They play Rice, Western Kentucky, La Tech, Florida Atlantic, Florida International, Middle Tennessee, Charlotte, Old Dominion. There you go. All right. Davini Equipment phone line. Davini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. Trip is on the line. What's up, Trip? Hey, Matt. Man,
1: I enjoy your show. Thank um, you. Just want to talk. Um, Had two questions. Just want to throw out. You know, just kind of be a devil's advocate here. What if, uh, let's just say, Ole minutes let's
4: say uh, Plumley and uh, the
1: other guy. I Cor- his name. Corral, Man. Matt Corral. Yeah. Let's say both of them have the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Is 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 Ole Miss going to play that week? That's or, a good question. You know, and uh, the other question is, what if a quarterback? I'm just i using the you know the kind of the spotlight of the team quarterback. Let's say a quarterback does test positive, and they got a big game that week, but the school says, you know what, we're not we better not telling anybody. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, you know, no. we'll,
1: we'll, yeah. Let's let's wait until next week when we play. You know, you know a little. More class, we, you
4: know, we can win without that person. Right. You okay. know, and okay. trip. what you're touching on right there is an old tried-and-true technique's been used for years, except it was for knees and ankles and shoulders and stuff. And, you know, if the quarterback's got a bum ankle and we can seal it this week so as to make sure that, you know, we, we sit him out when it doesn't matter as much. It's not like a bum ankle is contagious, is it? Or let's say it's a discipline issue. So-and-so got arrested. Ah, well, he's going to play against Alabama. He'll sit out against uh, Coastal Carolina. Well, that's different, right? Because suspensions aren't contagious. But the coronavirus is. So I suspect there'll be enough good people around the the country that are going to go... hey, look, if you got it, you can't play. But you're right. There will be scenarios where players are quarantined because they test positive and can't play for your team. And we're going to have players out of nowhere suiting up and playing on Saturdays for teams all over the country trip. And it's going to be interesting, and I can't wait. That's hour one. Hour two, I I'll it off with your text. Stick around.